about some very, very breaking news that parents across the country and even parents across the world need to know about. Yes, that is the issue of child trafficking, child trafficking by some of the most unsuspecting individuals, or did we already know? Tonight, we have with us some special guests, parents, mothers who have experienced the traumatizing experience of their children being ripped from their arms. Yes, these ladies who I'm going to introduce you to tonight, innocent women, some of the most, what can I say, some of the most phenomenal mothers that I've ever met. And here we are on Mother's Day, and they have to be without their children. So we are going to talk tonight. I'm, first, I'm going to talk about, uh, first, I'm going to uh, allow the ladies to introduce themselves. And then I'm going to uh, bring up some breaking news. And then I'm going to let my guest comment about the news. But first, I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. For, so, Angela, how are you tonight, Angela? I'm fine, thank you. Angela, could you tell me, where are you from? I'm from West Virginia. West Virginia. Okay. And uh, have you, uh, please tell me what, a little bit about your, your background. Um, your children have been removed from you. And when did this happen? In 2011. Um, uh, actually, December, the, they had literally removed my rights as of um, December the 21st of 2011. Okay. Um, when did they first come into your life? My daughters came first into my life in 2006 and 2007 is when I had them. Okay. When and did CPS, get involved? CPS came involved in my life when my ex made allegations and then I proved myself as being fit. And then following uh, in 2009, um, domestic violence started again and actions of, I guess it was grooming at the time. I didn't understand it, but now that it, it's been a decade and I've become more educated, I'm a little more understanding of the procedures that have processed. So, so um, Angela, let, let me just ask you this question. I'm sorry. Are you a victim of domestic violence? Yes. Yes. Uh, and what happened? How, what did your abuser do to you? My abuser would smack me in the head and in the face, and then when I would call the law, the law would defend him, and they would say, well, see, there's nothing wrong with her, even though I had marks on my face and I have photos from it. So you and, would be, you're, you're telling me right now that you were not even able to go to the police for assistance with being abused? No, in 2009, it happened again, but he stabbed a key in my eye and bruised the side of my face, which over the last decade, the cataract um, from the key has dissolved, which I have medical records to show it was there in the past. But I've been blessed of the healing, why it's been gone. I don't have no idea. I just thank God every day. But um, I but, called the I'm law. Sorry, does he and, have some type of anger problem or what is the issue? Well, I'm not quite for sure. I think he's a sociopath is what I've kind of figured out. He knows how to articulate and behave with the law at the same time, wear a different mask 
in front of public and in front of a, inside the home. So did this sociopath, as you describe, was he able to manipulate the courts and able to use them to further abuse you? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's what I was going to say, because the magistrates, when he assaulted me, I had the magistrate office uh, man file papers and protect me and keep the girls in my hands in 2009 of May. Okay. And then they didn't follow through with the court procedure until actually almost 2012. And they actually forgave him on a plea bargain because he got a DUI. And he was never charged for the domestic violence with me. So they just allowed him to continue by not ever prosecuting the crime. Correct. And now how did he manage to to use CPS as a weapon to isolate you from your children? He went to school with everybody. Oh, my. So what, everybody what and did he do? Court, what is his profession? He, he didn't do anything. Um, he was just a plant worker, and he knew everybody in the political area. We are a small state. Okay. And so he knew how to, as I spoken before, articulate the criminal part of and manipulating them and communicating. And I was a... Um, I guess I'm ADHD and um, I respond impulsively. And so I reacted to the trauma just for the fact that he was continuing to do it. And I was 40, 38 and 40 when I had the girls. So it was very, um, I was, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I I just have to stop you right there. Um, Sure. You know, my heart goes out to you. You, you had your children at such a, you know, an age when, you know, I remember God in the Bible blessed Elizabeth with her children, the miracle of John the Baptist uh, at a later age. So your children were miracles, and I know they were to you. And my, my, I guess my question is, what exactly did he do or say in order to to get them to take it away? Well, he didn't do it actually. Okay. Um, I had him protected for 18 months because of the sexual abuse. He first came out, tried to accuse me as unfit. And then I was able to get letters from everybody in the neighborhood who knew me, people who knew me. I was a substitute teacher, so I didn't have a, you know, a criminal background whatsoever my whole entire life. But what had happened was he ended up with a lawyer who he had known, you know, growing up and his brother knew her and she was a young lawyer. And what had happened was she actually ended up with 17 indictments of meth and making um, narcotics and selling it. But at the time she was able to, yes, this was his attorney. She was able to suppress the evidence in 2009 that I had from the children's hospital as a forensic interview of my young, my oldest daughter at the time. And they interviewed her for 27 minutes. And it was more to me, that's more or less child abuse itself at a three and a half year old child. Oh God. And so, so, so what did, what, what were they interviewing her about? Where she was sexually molested. She had torn, uh, adhesions on well, her um what do you think did that you don't have to you don't have to comment i don't want well they the children specified 
um, Dada. Oh, wow. So you think that he I was the child abuser and they the actually still sided with him? Yes, because what happened was the courts gave him visitations after all that information was suppressed. They still gave him, okay, they still gave him visitation. Yes, they still, uh, 18 months later, and then they, uh, he raped them each time he got them after that. Oh, there was five visits. And they came home with blood in their underwear, rips and tears. And I reported it at the hospital, the documentation's there. But what happened was it makes the judge accountable because she dismissed the evidence in the first place that was presented. Name? What, does she have a, do you remember her name at all? Yeah, Const, uh, Constant Thomas. John, Constantine uh, Thomas in Point John. Pleasant, West Virginia. Okay, could you say that one more time? Constantine Thomas. In Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Okay. All right. So what happened is because she was the judge, they literally didn't, when I had the children at the children's hospital, they didn't have the state police come. They didn't have anybody make the right reports. They, I've got documents to show that they continuously changed everything. They completely removed out of the court documents recently when I went down there because they had me be um, September the 8th of 2011. And I didn't realize that I had endured a sacral nerve damage to my organs, which now 10 later, 10 years, eight years, seven years later, they put a pacemaker in me and I'm living off a pacemaker for my organs to my brain. And so I was losing the cognitive ability to function and talk. So I wasn't able to defend the girls. So what happened is they thought I was dying. And they literally removed all the court documents of the children and nothing was involved. And they said that I was a drug addict, a drunk. I was in a mental health institution and I went through drug rehab. I have none of those things on my records. I have nothing. They they completely slandered your name. Yes. Defamed your character. And completely removed the girls. And yes, and completely removed the evidence of the girls. They are with the offender. Um. He's oh, they are defender now. I don't know where they're at right at the moment. He signed his rights over to a girl who had her children taken away from, and he doesn't even have them in the home is what I was told. I don't know where they're at. He's ran with them because they're the oldest one just turned 15 and the youngest one is 13. And the last time I seen him a year ago, as of April, they wanted to come be with me. They spent four and a half hours in my home with me. Okay, yes. And I only seen them five times. So they're being held against their will. Yes. Yes. Wow, Angela. Wow, wow. And so I can't, I actually called the attorney generals and I found out that, that it wasn't even the attorney general I spoke to last week. And then I found out who the prosecutor attorney was when the case first started in 2009. And he retired and he said that, he didn't even know anything about this case. So he talked to me for 45 minutes and he says, well, if you give me a hundred thousand dollars and all your documents, I'll represent you because he says, if this all really happened, which it could have in Jackson County, he says, you know, I may end up dead. And he says, a hundred thousand dollars, nothing for my kids, for my family. And I said, excuse me, sir. My daughter's has been a decade living with the offender. I said, how dare you even say something like that to me? And he says, well, I'm sorry, I can't do anything for you. And if I did anyways, it wouldn't be what you wanted. 
So how and deep is the corruption, Angela? I have so much information of the corruption. It's in the state police. It's in the children's hospital. It's in the local police. It's in with all the psychiatrists. I have filed complaints. It's in the board, law of the board. They just recently removed all of the, uh, well, except for two of the of Supreme Court. Of course the court. courts are completely corrupt. Yes, the Supreme Court was removed, their judges, because of corruption, but not based on this corruption. Yes. So is there any recourse that you can see, any any government entity that could be trusted? No, absolutely not, because I even filed to Washington, D.C., DHHR. I even filed, filed through Pennsylvania and Washington, D.C.'s FBI, Yes. And I never heard anything back. And I have the certified letters uh, card that shows that it was delivered to them. All the information I sent to them. Okay. Well, I'm going to share a story quickly, Angela. And I'm going to, sure. I'd love to hear your comments on it. Thank you for letting me share. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. So I'm going to talk about the story tonight, which is the children's court judge and former CEO and foundation that sponsored Drag Queen Story Hour is arrested for possession of child pornography. Now, this judge who has... Okay. So this judge here who is uh, married to a man, he has adopted two children. He has been count... uh, He is charged with... uh, several counts of child pornography and just bear with me your story rang so true to me when you were telling me about it Angela because when I read the things that he was accused of in his criminal complaint some of the things are you know very disturbing and you may not even want to um to hear it but uh Basically, the children were being raped in this child porn. And guess what DCFS does? Not only do they let him out of prison on a signature bond, which means no, virtually no money, even though he owns two homes and the CEO of a very successful financial LGBTQ nonprofit. They also has continued to allow the children to live in the home. And they have... Um, they give him unsupervised visits with the children and they have not gotten involved in his case whatsoever. Now, given the track record of what you've experienced, this man who was convicted of this judge, this juvenile court judge who's married, who's homosexual and has a graphic child rape that he's been uploading from the internet. He's let out of prison. He has unsupervised cho- uh, visits with his children. and Or actually, he, they, there is no supervised visits. They're not involved whatsoever. CPS has said that they don't see any reason to get involved. How do you feel about that? I, I actually just need to say we can just pray. I have had to go to God to pray to find peace because, you know, it talks about it in the Bible when the king's didn't when they didn't follow through their judgment yeah. and follow through man's law, they seeped the seed of evil into the others, and they were all going to follow the same kind of theory. Yeah. So, what can we do but just pray and keep us as, at a sound mind? 
That's all we I mean, can do is pray at can, this point in time. There's no man-made institution or or government agency that we can go to. We see the protests going on everywhere. Yep. And we also see people uh, documenting all the human rights abuses. And we here in America are going through the exact same human rights that you hear in Indonesia, Colombia, or any third world country. Yep. And the, I think that right now, we can, we all must fall on our knees and turn to God and ask him to show us his divine mercy and to also to judge, to pray in purgatory prayers, to ask God to judge our enemies with his divine righteousness and smite them with his righteous anger because he is also, uh, his enemies are also our enemies and he has destroyed them many times, Angela. So I just want you to be confident to know that you're being persecuted for your faith right now. Stay strong stay you know continue to, to draw near to God in this hour and he will draw near to you and he will not leave you you're being persecuted because there is something you are a special person to God and they see that in you so just stay strong my sister indeed as I'm you gonna allow my next person guest to come uh Angela you can you can stay here but uh Laurie, sure. Laurie are you here with us Yes, ma'am. I'm here. How are you doing, Laurie Beth? I'm doing good. How are you, ma'am? I'm I'm fantastic. I'm so great you joined us tonight and you were able to. um, We were talking earlier today about some of the new T-shirts that we have coming out for Save Our Kids. And Laurie is our graphic designer and T-shirt designer. We're going to be selling our T-shirts on www.save-our-kids.com and we w- we would love for you to to share in the movement to end child trafficking so buy a t-shirt donate to charity and let everyone know that you are against the government trafficking of our children and not just the trafficking but the abuse the death the killing the detention and the neglect of all of our innocent angels lori Lori is coming from a different aspect. She's actually a foster mom, but she's not a foster mom in the sense that she is uh, in this for the business. She's, she doesn't take kids into her home all the time. She, she had two siblings that were placed with her. Um, and she is, she, she, she got along great with the, the dad of the biological dad of the children that we are about to tell you about. Furthermore, she has been the biggest advocate for these children. But despite the fact that she's a foster mom who's wanted to adopt and wanted to keep the children together, I'm going to let Lori tell you a little bit about what has happened in their situation. Lori, could you tell me about the, what just recently transpired in court for you? Um, yes. So I filed a, um, a motion to intervene um, on the baby, Amara. Um they had to accept, they accepted it and they had to hear it. And we get into court and straight out Judge Mayberry's mouth out of Coriel County, Texas, Gatesville, Texas. She said, um, uh, X, Y, Z. She was like, um, do you have standing rights? And I'm like, well, no, ma'am, I had standing rights. She goes, um, no, you didn't because you were never a licensed foster parent. And I, and I, to my defense, and I was like, yes, ma'am. I was like, but. I was getting licensed the week of adoption, and how is that my fault? That's not my fault. That's the adoption agency's fault that I was. Oh, uh, could you speak that, up a little bit, Lori? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I said to Judge Mayberry, I was really respectful, and she's out of Gatesville, Texas, um, Coriel County. She's over, like, seven different counties. Um, she said, do you have standing rights to these children? I said, no, ma'am, I'm not anymore, but I did. I said, um, I was getting um, a license the week of adoption. She said, well, you weren't a licensed foster parent, so that doesn't make you to have any standing rights. Okay, well, and well, I without said, getting to all the, the all the, the 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 nitty details, have they separated the children since they've taken them from you? Yes, ma'am. They were placed so, in the same foster home at first, and then this past August they separated them. And why do you think they separated them? Do they have a good reason? Absolutely not. It said because the girls had um, too many problems. So they separated two children, two siblings from a loving foster home who wanted to adopt the children, which they say they never can find enough homes for no reason. Now, you tell me that they said they had too many problems, but with you, they seem to be thriving. So how did they go from thriving and, and, and just having a great home and environment with you to, to what are some of the ways you saw their situation deteriorate? Um, well, Amara, the two, uh, she was, uh, two at the time, uh, she's three now. She's banging her head off walls and floor and regurgitating her food. And they say that she's got a global, a global developmental delay. Um, and she ha- is in a just, uh, depressed state of mood. Well, she was depressed state of mood. All- yes, ma'am. And I, I think you told me that they tried to 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 give her some type of assessment, and they were, yeah. And even though she passed in all that. areas, they were just trying to ding her down. Right. Well, when I had her, I had to get her an um, early childhood intervention assessment within ninety days of her adoption, which her dog. Uh, it took place in July of twenty nineteen. They were removed October of twenty nineteen. Um, I went back to court in December of 2019, and she had all these issues, and she had surgery. Both girls had surgery. Um, she said so they, they had said surgery on both of the girls and who were doing yes, completely fine when they were with you? Yes, ma'am. So now they're doing medical procedures on the children. So Tell me what kind baby, of medical procedures these were. Okay, Amara had tubes put in her ears. and she tubes had an put in her ears. Yes, ma'am. She only had like one ear infection I, when I had her, and it was when she was a baby. Um, she also had an unexplained procedure done um, to her vulva. To her vulva? Um, yes, ma'am. And that's all I know. That's what was in the, the court documents from her permanency meeting hearing. And then for Raven, um, she had her adenoids taken out. But I have the proof to She had her what now? She was on her adenoids taken out. What is that? I, I don't know what that is, actually. Tonsils and adenoids. Tonsils and adenoids. Okay, that's another but, unnecessary but surgery. Yeah, they didn't, um, they don't, I don't know if she had her tonsils out, but it just said adenoids. But she was and never on antibiotics. She was uh, four at the time. Four years old, getting her tonsils removed. These people are monsters. Yes, ma'am. <sighs> so, please and tell then, me, um. Oh, yes. Go ahead, Lori Beth. Their dad, um, I was very good friends with both their parents. Um, their mom kind of just fell off the, you know, I'm not going to get much into her, but, um, you know, um, their dad, I had ran into him in the summer of 2019, um, August, actually, and he killed himself three days later. So seeing you with his girls who he loved so much, this father committed suicide. 
Do you think that uh, the the court orders have anything to do with his his depression and suicide? Yes, I do. Um, he was autistic and he was he was bipolar, but yes, it, he would text me all the time and ask me how his babies were doing. And um, I'm that I'm that mom that foster I'm that mom. I'm not I'm not a foster parent because I never was yeah. a foster parent. I was a victim kin placement, and yes. um. So I let them, against CPS, I let them FaceTime the girls. I let them call. I sent them pictures. Wow, yep. you're you're incredible. Yes, ma'am. And so he and was I, very concerned and very loving uh, with his daughters, as far as you could see? As far as I could see, yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, Laura Beth, what do you father. think? Uh, how deep is, I asked, I asked, uh, Angela earlier the same question. How deep do you think the corruption really is? Oh, they're in it. Oh, they're they're so corrupt, especially in Texas. It is so bad, like Tarrant County and all that. They're removing kids. They're just kidnapping. They're going in and kidnapping these kids, and then they're going to sell them to the highest bidder. Okay, they're going to remove them from loving parents or a loving foster home or wherever, adoptive placement, and then they're going to go rehome them like they're rehoming an animal um, so they can oh, get more wow. money. So you're, they're just literally removing them from loving homes regardless. They're not doing do – I'm going to ask this question. Do you think that they care at all about children? Absolutely not. How Absolutely can, how not. Can my do, how can my baby's attorney at Lightham go from her recommendations as, as having the baby return to me, but now her recommendations have flipped? And this is the guardian at Lightham ch- changing on you. Yes, like ma'am. Yeah. Oh, yes. Her name is Dory, Dory Ray Mystic. She's out of um, Coriel. She's out of Coriel County, Texas, but she's got an office in Gatesville. I mean, in um, Coppers Cove, Texas. Uh, could, you tell her, could you tell us Lightham, her name again, please? Dory, D-O-R-I, Mystic, okay. M-Y-S-T-I-C. Got it. She, okay. And she's located at where? And she's in Coppers Cove, Texas. Okay. She she would text me. Okay, so I had the baby for 18 and a half months, right? She yes. never came to my house, not one time to check on the baby. Not one time. She'd text me the night before court, ask me how the baby was doing. Oh, wow. So she could, she could care less. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to I'm going to read you a short story um, I read earlier. It's about Brett Bloom. He is a former he's a former juvenile dependency judge in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He is an LGBTQ advocate and he and his husband, he and his husband adopted two children and he's been caught with seven counts of child porn, all include raping children anally. And having them cry out and wearing Mickey Mouse T-shirts. And he was released from court. He has gone back to his partner. The children were not removed from his home. And the CPS has not gotten involved at all. What do you think, how do you feel about the LGBTQ community and the, oh, he also sponsored, I'm sorry, I want to tell you that he also sponsored Cream City some Cream City Foundation and drag, drag Queen Story Hour. I want to ask you a tough question, and please don't be politically correct. I just want, to, want you to be honest here. 
I will How do you feel about the LGBTQ community and their involvement in the, the court systems? And do you think they have anything to do with this covert conspiracy to traffic children? Yeah, um, well, I have a, I have friends that are gay, but are are not anything to do with that. Um, yes. But I, I do believe that they are being trafficked, trafficking. Um, who is who is this guy? He's, he's a judge, and, and he adopted two kids, and he's probably raped them. And how is CPS not involved? How? Well, but CPS he, wants to come into my home and rip my kids from me. For no reason, no safety, neglect, or abuse, and never one doctor's visit that my kids were injured. Never. So they just came and ripped your children from you, but here we have somebody who has been caught with child porn. He gets to keep his children. I think it's a bit hypocritical. Oh, you got that right, ma'am. You sure do. I bet, and and I'm a, uh, I'm not going to get into my childhood, but, um, you know, I have family and I'm whatever, you know, um. Being molested is no no joke. Like, and it happens every day in CPS custody. Every do you think CPS day. truly despise children and they just hate families and they want to rape children? Are they kidnappers? Can we go that far? Yes, my two caseworkers, my my caseworkers are definitely kidnappers because Jennifer Luera out of Colleen, Texas, was my adoption worker. And she no longer works for the department, ma'am. Wow. We can't and find would you anywhere. say that these people deserve to go to jail? Are they criminals? Oh, yes, because let me tell you something else. So my the older one, uh, Raven, her caseworker, I would have had standing rights to her, but her caseworker was on desk duty and couldn't do her placement paperwork till the last week of the last week of April in 2019. Because her husband beat the crap out of her and her daughter. Her daughter. Their daughter, excuse me. Really? Yes, so ma'am. So they're going through it, too. Was, her name was Aurora Salazar out of Rosaria County. She's an adoption worker. And she used to send me text messages of her own child. And she used to call me Boo. Like, really? Oh, really? That's real professional. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Well, that is quite interesting. Um, Angela, you are here with us. Uh, yes. uh, if you're, st- you're still here, I want, I know you heard about Lori Beth's story. Um, could you, could you offer any type of condolences or, or what do you see going on there as another mom? Is there something that you can, you can empathize with, with your own story? Uh, the only thing I have done is continue to expose the word, whether they, toss it to the side and make it disappear. But most of the workers have disappeared in the Capitol where I filed papers. I mean, I just have not stopped filing papers to every government political person in my county and outside of the county. I've reached out and sent letters to lawyers after lawyers, and I continue to do it. And I've exposed it to the psychiatry uh, board where she's saying like they've had all these supposedly uh, disorders going on. I challenged it. Um, I continue to not just give up. And all I can say is, and you have to continue to keep praying in God because they'll beat you down. And then you've got to pull away and pray to keep the kids safe. That's the main thing you can do. And I don't. Well, I mean, that's Angela, the only. Can I ask you another question? She was she was talking about how 
the biological father committed suicide as a mother uh, and how devastating is it and how, I mean, do you think that it's traumatizing enough to make someone want to consider killing themselves? Having your children taken from you and to see them with complete strangers and then to know that they've been separated and abused? I think everybody comes to that breaking point if they've hit rock bottom in any situation in life. And if you're not stable as it is and you don't really have a relationship with God, and I've I've always been raised with the foundation of the Bible back in my whole family. It's not just because I ended up in such a corrupted situation. Um, I really believe that anyone would try to commit suicide over this kind of torture when you have so much fear and trauma out there going on in our world and devastating, like with the plague going on and then the storms and you know, tsunamis and you're getting your kids taken away. It would, and then jobs being lost. Of course, people are going to yes. break. Yes. But I, right. I always counted my faith and I didn't do drugs and, you know, I didn't get put on a bunch of pills, even though I was injured like I was. And I stayed as a holistic and with uh, vitamins and read positive things and didn't go around negativeness and didn't breathe other people's darkness of what's happening. I prayed for them is how I would say it. I didn't make it my business um, because my main priority was staying sound of mind. And to me, I feel you're a coward if you kill yourself and your children have been subjected to be alienated from you in this world. And they have to have something in the future when they mature. And that would be you as a parent, as what a logical biological parent should be doing with a sound mind no matter where you're at or what you end up you have to still be sound of mind for your children in the future so you have to regroup no matter if you're in poverty i mean i was a four-year but i got a bachelor's degree and they beat me you know i had my own business they it all got washed away i was a substitute teacher i was everything away from you they tried I'm still here. They couldn't take my salvation away. Okay. They took everything away from you. That's what they tried to do. I'm now rebuilding, living on a pacemaker, blessed with because they created this pacemaker for your organs just nine years ago. So what a miracle. And so I'm looking at it as I'm going forward because we all have free will. No matter what walls they've placed in front of me, I will find a way to get around it because I am true to who I am, and I know who I am, and I'm sorry that they cannot admit they're human, and they've made mistakes in the back when they had the chance. Instead, they'd rather beat you down and continue to marvel in their greed. And okay. I'll just have to pause you right there. Uh, uh, Lori Beth, are you still with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to ask... Is it all about the money or is there more something more, a more dark plan, do you think? Is it something more to oh, it with the child there's trafficking? A, there's more. That's funny you bring that up now because, you know, they told me when I went to one of my hearings that I was in it just for the money. And I said, oh. what money? I said, I got $11 a day. I said, I turned around and I looked at the uh, CPS workers. I said, what, the $5,000, $8,000 bonuses y'all get every time you remove a kid? 
Well, mm-hmm. I, I that's right that's the bonus thing. that they get. But do you think that behind the money, do you think there's a, a more, do you think it's something about child abuse that makes yes, them like do what they, they do? They were abused as kids and they, they feel like they, they, I feel like my caseworkers felt the need they had to remove kids. Like it was just, they, they look for something, any little thing to remove the children. Grant money. Hand, they will. It's a power. Yeah. Grant money. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it all, in my opinion, all CPSCs is dollar sign, uh, case numbers and dollar signs. Okay. And how many, in my can, study, how many kids can we keep in custody? Uh, Let's put it this as, way. Okay. In my state, can I say something? In my state, we just had governors dismissed in the political department because we have people leaving our state. And so it, I believe it is about the money and the funding that they can get. And if you can do it in the black marketing, a lot of the people, which is the middleman. Yeah, yeah I believe, I truly the believe that's a babies. lot of it. Mm-hmm. So how, what's Why? the black market? Tell me a little bit more about that. If the, the children are injured... If the children, if they steal the children at the younger age, and if they're not abused or they have any medical conditions, they can get a higher bid for them. Yes. When it comes financially. See, and that's why I was able, that's why I got mine exposed with the sexual abuse because they were going to take them from both of us, from him and I. And then when I forced over the night, the next six months, I kept forcing, where's the rape kits? Where's the rape kit results? And they kept saying, you're delusional. It's never happened. You would never there. And I'm like, what? Do they put mine down? Do they gaslight you? Yes, they, they did. And I was able to get them exposed. And that's when I got beat 10 days later after so I got exposed. Where do exposed. they learn all these advanced techniques for mental manipulation? Yes. That, yes. That's, that's funny because CPS wanted me to get a psychiatric evaluation, right? And pay for it out of my own pocket because they worried about my mental health because my, my, ex-hus- my ex-husband now and my sister is the one that reported me to CPS for no, for no reason, no reason. And they wanted me to get a psychological and I've passed that with flying colors. And do you mm-hmm. think I ever, right. do you ever, I don't ever think the judge ever seen it. Yep. He probably did. I, I will fight for these families tooth and nail. I will go to my grave fighting for these kids to come home until all of careful these saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I we said, be careful saying that because I almost have died did. We don't want anything to happen to you, Lord Beth. We're gonna yeah, don't say that. Okay. Jennifer, are you out of Virginia? That's Angela. I'm She's out of West Virginia. Virginia. You're out of West Virginia. Okay, well, I have a, I have a, a case I'm helping out of um, Emporia, Virginia. And let me tell you something. As one of my friends, um, <laughs> as grandson, that was literally stolen from his mother and her, his, his aunt is the one that gave him to the adoptive family. Like, so it, I'm, I'm telling you, like even Virginia, like I'm learning this stuff is so corrupt. West Virginia is a really tough state. There's a lot of people who are sending affidavits in to save our kids from West Virginia and Texas. Well, you know something, Mel, I'm going to, I have, like I've said to you when we talk in private, I have probably about like 15 of my own caseload that I'm going to put on our federal case, on our federal case. All right. Yes. Uh, we and, have to join together that, for this. And the one out of Virginia really breaks my heart because it's one of my best friends. And 
I'm very close with them, and it's I'm very close with the the mother because she's had two other children, right? Two other children. CPS never stepped in front and tried to get these kids. So why did they take her other one? Because they well, they, let me ask you no um, some some closing questions, you guys, because we're going to be ending, yeah. we're going to be wrapping things up shortly here. Um, I'm going to bo- ask both uh, both of you ladies some questions here, and if you could just give a brief answer. The first question is, what can be done, if anything, to stop the rampant child trafficking that's taking place in our courts and in the in the government agencies? I say get rid of all the circuit courts and all the the uh, appellate middlemen go straight. To, yeah, get rid of the middlemen. Go straight to federal. Uh, what do you mean by that? And, oh, is that far as that as far as the? Yeah, well, that's the way I mean, it is in California, not, but it still doesn't help the people in California. They don't have federal uh, ma- magistrate courts and circuit courts, do they? No, they have only one that court, I don't know. they? Yes, they only have the juvenile court. That's part of the civil court. It's a little bit. It's under the superior court, right? So I don't know if that would so, even help. It doesn't help. I think a jury trial is the only way. I think as long as the yes. courts are closed and there's no yep. American people sitting there listening to it, they yeah. can do exactly what they want. No CASA, no uh, anybody associated with the courts. Just the, that's exactly right. With the okay. found and evidence, we, solid evidence. Right. We need Not to those who... Of, uh, the psychiatrists the is that the courts say, or the guardian litem, or Costa. They say they help them. I've got I've got written statements and videos where Costa lied. Who was in the circuit courts? They lied on their document that gave them a foundation to say that my rights were terminated on December the second of two thousand eleven. And I've got videos of those same days that shows they literally perjury their written statements. And I still have them to this day. Well, you guys. I think we need to get rid of CPS. Oh, no. Go ahead, Lori. I'll let you make the final statement. I I think that we should shut down CPS. um, And if if a child is in harm's way or in immediate danger they, they know of and they have the evidence, then remove the child. But don't just go in there off assumptions and whatever and... Just because you're on your high-end horse, think you can kidnap our children and then sell them to the highest bidder? No. All our no, they have the evidence right. and they suppress it. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree to what she just said. Well, that I theory know. don't work because I live. I lived with the the factual evidence and from they the children. Evidence. That's right, and they covered it up and never submitted the truth. And then the social workers in the right. children's hospital conversed with the CPS workers because. The state trooper was married to the CPS worker, and they went down there and coerced oh. with them. No, I no. Uh, right. Um, so you don't agree with? Okay, so you don't agree with me if you if they if you know a child has been beaten to bloody pulp by somebody or raped by somebody, and they actually have the fact you want that kid to, you want that child to stay in that home. But it's held against them because they didn't protect them in the first place. They will get rid of them because that's what happened in my case. Absolutely, I don't agree Wait, no, with no, what I'm you're not saying. Talking about, I'm not. I'm talking about like kids that actually that not our kids that aren't in danger. 
That's what. That's not what I'm saying. Is like we never mind. I'm just gonna stop. Well, I think we yeah, do, because I, my I daughter it's great. just so hard because the, the thing is, is that nobody there wants was children to be abused. But the people who are supposed to be protecting the abused protecting them are not actually protecting. They're doing the abusing because so they it us in a tough situation. And where do we find people who are actually going to protect us if the people who are tasked with that are actually abusing? Who can you call? Absolutely. I agree with that. Tough. I agree with that. All right, ladies. Well, I really appreciate you guys for coming tonight and sharing your stories with me. And I just want to say that we are raising money right now for our legal fund. We have a class action lawsuit that we are going to be filing with all of our affidavits and stories. And we want a jury trial. If anyone would like to contribute to that fund, we have a GoFundMe account. All donations would be appreciated, small or large. And that's www.save our dash kids.com and there's nothing else thank you ladies and have a great night